Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Wednesday, June 7th. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Who do you think named Who are you going to hump today, Woody? I told you every day in my house is now that you got the holiday. now that you got the cement pond and the moat you get you get every day is hump day. You know, I'm in English. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming to, I'm coming He's got a big old cement I'm pond. I'm St. Charles Avenue in York. Gonna, there you go. We got a small. We just have a little bitty cement pond over there. Yeah. Nothing well, like nothing like that. Hump day. Who are you humping today? Myself, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I plan to do it good. <laughs> you got to stay in touch with yourself. Right? <laughs> stay, look. stay within yourself. Do either of y'all know what Rosetta Stone Isn't actually it, is? Some type of oh, ancient Greek thing or something? Well, for inquiring minds that want to know, Rosetta Stone is, is an ancient Egyptian stone bearing inscriptions in several languages and scripts. Yeah. So now it all makes sense. Hey, the deal was like 20 plus years ago when I was in the Spanish, the, um, I l- had looked into getting it. And of course, it, I couldn't afford it at the time. But now our, our listeners can get a hell of a deal. 40 languages to choose from. The, Lifetime. I mean, it's it's so easy to, uh, to just jump on there, get in there uh, and take one of these modules. It takes you like five minutes to do one. Uh, you know, so in like 20 minutes, you can knock out two or three of them and move on to the next. And it's really logical the way they do it. It won't let me manipulate it at all, which is good. Cause you yeah, know me, I wanted yeah, to get right I to the Italian you. curse words and right. start constructing <laughs> sentences that I can curse people out. And they don't they, start they don't you out there. with like pencil. They, and they give you phrases and things that you can actually use. Pencil. Right. Yeah. But it's all, uh, Pluma. it's Pluma. all, uh, uh, it's all interactive. And so right. you are, you're repeating the accents, you're repeating right. uh, the, you know, the, the words in sentence, and then you're identifying from pictures right. what matches a phrase and, uh, and matching uh, that phrase to the right, uh, to the right picture. Yeah, it, so it's, it's, a, it's super, that's the reason they're the best. The they world. should have taught language in school this way. Exactly. It was so much harder learning Spanish in now. school the way yeah. They, right. yeah. they taught it then. Let's get into news and uh, look. Prime but, time, people. Before we really get into you know the the bulk of our stories today, we want to mention some things. If you listen to Real Life Real Crime original yesterday, you heard Woody. Yeah. Uh, sadly, Corporal Kelly has died in the hospital after that shooting. Weeks after the shooting. Weeks after the shooting in the shopping center in Denham Springs. Uh, 
you know, there was a couple of statements released, one by Sheriff Jason Ard, another by the police chief for Denham Springs, Rodney Walker. Woody went over those yesterday on Real Life Real Crime Original, so we won't rehash that. But we do have some funeral arrangements uh, that have come up since then. Uh, His service will be held Thursday, June 8th, uh, and it's going to be at Healing Place Church which is uh, at 19202 Highland Road in Baton Rouge. Visitation will be from 930 to 1130. The service will be at 1130 uh, with a processional to the Denham Springs Memorial laid to rest. So uh, in lieu of flowers, they are asking you make donations to Behind the Line, which is the the police union for this area. Yeah, and also this weekend, uh, the Shen Brewery in here in downtown Denham Springs, uh, the Denham Springs Police Department is doing another fundraiser, and we are trying everything we can to rearrange so we can at least put in an appearance. But Sean was a great lifer. Um, he was here in the studio. Uh, I missed him that day. He and his partner, but Jim got to, you know, they came by and, and hung out for a bit and everything and just – just a great guy and a grandfather and a father and a husband and a friend and whatever. But rest in peace, brother. Amen. Hero. All right. So we're going to bring you a couple updates. Two weeks ago, we brought you some breaking news on a shooting in Ponchatoula where one Casey Halliford was suspected of shooting his brother, Ryan Halliford, who was a pastor at Holy Family Cross Catholic Church. Right in Port Allen, as well as two other siblings. At the time, that story was just breaking. We didn't have a whole lot of details. Uh, well, we've got some some details. I've had a lot of people ask how he's doing. Uh, Kieran Chawla, unfiltered with Kieran. That's our girl, Kieran. Yeah, it's our girl. She, uh, she actually released an update on her site yesterday. Uh, the pastor is recovering, although he's not 100%. Uh, in the article, it stated, I'm not mad at Casey. I don't hate Casey. I wish it never happened. I hope this seriously ends up somehow with us being on the same side of eternity. I do believe in mercy for God, of God, for myself, for him, for everybody involved. Uh, Ryan said he was discharged from the hospital a week after the shooting and his health has improved, but he's not 100% yet. They reconstructed the vein on his left leg, so it kind of holds a little more fluid. So he's working on that. Uh, He thinks he's going to be able to get the staples out of his chest where they reconstructed that vein this week. After that, the plan is to start physical therapy. Uh, Ryan said he had a conversation with Casey Halliford at the trailer and said, Casey, you want me and the other siblings to help you more? Uh, Casey was struggling a little bit. And he, and he said, I, I need you to step it up. I need you to step it up a little bit. Casey then said, well, I can't. So Ryan replied, well, we're going to have to figure something else out. And that's kind of what started the incident. Casey then went and got a gun from the bedroom and allegedly shot all three of his siblings before running into a nearby wooded area with his fiance. 19-year-old Ariane Williams. The confrontation resulted in Casey allegedly shooting his older brother eight times across the gut, chest, leg, and back. Casey Halliford was charged with three counts of attempted first-degree murder and one count of illegal discharge of a weapon. 
while Williams was charged with three counts of principal to attempted first-degree murder. So shout-out to Garen Chawla for kind of yeah. – uh, Always, you know, catching the story good and, coverage on that. And I figure there'd be more to that uh, story. Um, Absolutely, and you know, people like that amaze me how they can forgive so quickly. Like the the young boy yeah. last yeah. week in the shooting, and and I listen listen to that um, clip mm-hmm. of him, his whole interview on Good Morning America, and about yeah. how you want to be a police officer and want to be a doctor, and and about God. And uh, that was pretty amazing. So the um, well. Y'all, let me take you to Texas, and police arrested eight people for alleged involvement in a smash-and-grab operation over of over 50 ATMs. Police have arrested eight individuals for allegedly burglarizing more than 50 ATM machines in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. The Plano Police Department said, and I've been there, y'all, said investigators and members of SWAT arrested eight suspects as they were stealing an ATM from a 7-Eleven in Denton, Texas. And that's where my baby sister is a judge. Prior to the arrest, detectives with the Plano Police Department received information about an ATM burglary that happened on 14th Street in Plano just before 6.30 a.m. on May 25th. During the burglary, five suspects backed a pickup truck into the front of the store, smashing out the window. The suspects then wrapped the chain around the machine and pulled the ATM out of the convenience store while the clerk stood behind the counter. Can you imagine what that dude was thinking? <laughs> the clerk. But police said the suspects got away with an unknown amount of cash, uh, though the damage to the building was expected to cost the business thousands of dollars to repair. Suspects fled the scene in a pickup truck, and that was discovered had been stolen out of Garland, Texas, and later found and abandoned at a nearby apartment development. Investigators developed several leads from the burglary on May 25th, including the identification of several suspected vehicles and an understanding of the methods the thieves used to steal the ATMs. Well, that's pretty obvious. I mean, they, they've done it on on all of them. It's, you know, in you see these all the time now. People just smashing the wall, wrapping a chain around it. But you don't. Most people don't know. There's a lot, a shit ton of cash in those machines, right? So the they Texas, must weigh a shitload. What, oh, what do you God. need eight they, freaking they, they, people they, for? They, they, you need eight oh, people to pick one of those up. Yeah, it's like wow. heavier than, than heavy. Um, detectives learned about numerous smash and grab incidents across the. Uh, Dallas area, which results in a multi-jurisdictional investigation involving a whole bunch of departments, um, in, in including even the 7-Eleven assistant protection manager assistant investigation, but ultimately led to the arrest of Anthony Dwayne Turner, uh, Corteva Jean Jackson, and Daniel J. Jacob... <laughs> 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 don't don't boom this. <laughs> Jacoby Derrett, uh, Dominique Marquise Childress, Joseph George Milton Turner, Leroy Alvin Walls, Lewis Edward Coleman, and Marlon Briscoe. Um, it seems like now, you know what the it seems like these guys were part of a professional gang and. You know, they knew what they were doing. They were perfecting their craft. But ultimately, like Jim said, you're on camera 70 or 80 times a day somewhere. No, uh, no uh, doubt. And they put it all together. But they, they're in Denton County Jail. Let me call my sister real quick and see if she's had them for arraignment. 
you know, it's judge. it's interesting. I actually not too long. Well, it's been a little while, but probably about a year ago, I was going down Range Avenue, which is a major thoroughfare in Denham Springs, right. and I see police all up and down by this bank. And of course, out of curiosity, I drove in and checked out what they were doing. And the ATM machine was literally, uh, it looked like a bomb hit it. Yeah. And come to find out, two guys wrapped a chain around the exterior of an ATM at a bank right. in the middle of the night and tried to jerk it out with yeah. like an F-350. They never could get the thing out. That's how, str- that's how yeah. strong those things are. They ended up, uh, the police somehow found out chased them and there was a big shooting but uh yeah they they couldn't get that sucker out with I, a chain and i saw a video where they wrapped the chain around and it ripped the uh the rear end off the car oh my god yeah. i mean the, but the fbi buddy of mine jeff meffin he said fbi here in baton rouge told me years ago he said he said well, what what if ever was one crime that i was going to commit and i knew i could get away with it it would be bank robbery, but the problem with that is the average bank robber only nets like thirty five hundred dollars. These machines are like fifty thousand cash up. Mm. Oh yeah, really? Yep. Oh, I didn't. Big, I didn't think it was anywhere money. near there. Big but, money. But yeah. eight people on a crew. I mean, that's but that's the, catch one. You're going to get the other seven. Yeah, I mean, and, there's and somebody's going to talk. And all you got to do is get one of their one of their cars. Uh, think, I mean, it just seems the, like it'd be so much think easier. Think about the to ATMs, cash. the ones that just don't print the, a receipt where you go to the store thing. If, if it's fifty thousand dollars and they're only making three dollars a transaction, the company's not making that much money. They have to put a lot of money into them to to, to make their money back to make a profit. At, at least I would say. Yeah. Well. Crazy. And I hate a thief, so I hope my sister hangs her ass. (laughs) I'm sure. Sure she will. Um, Let's go to upstate New York. The home of the Aggo. Where, believe it or not, a group of, what did you just say? The home of the Aggo. Home of the Aggo. No, the Aggo would have been from Long Island, not upstate New York, but... Uh, home of the state of the Aggo. Yes, the home state of home state Aggo. I, I don't know about the Aggo. Uh, a group of teens beheaded a young mother with oh my God. quadruplets. Her name was Faye, and she had recently given birth to four babies. In the town of Malnius, New York, Faye was somewhat of an icon. These three teens not only brutally murdered Faye, but they abducted her babies as well. What? The love affair between the town of Malnius, its residents, and Faye started over a decade ago when the beautiful mute swan oh, and her mate, I Manny. I was why I didn't hear about this. And her mate, Manny, were introduced to the prominent Malnius pond as an ornamental species. The village of Malnius carries a swan insignia on its welcome sign, and the swans have become the town symbols. The swans have been part of this village for well over 100 years, the mayor said. We're known for our swans. Hunting swans is legal in some U.S. states, but not in New York. I was going to say, in New York. down here, they, they, they ate them. And <laughs> I, I, the one thing I've never cooked is a swan. Not legal uh, to shoot them in New York. Police say Faye and her four baby swans, which are known as cygnets, went missing on Saturday, May 28th, but weren't officially uh, uh, discovered missing until Monday. 
After notice went out about the missing birds, a concerned citizen spotted two baby swans in a store in the nearby town of Selena. That person called authorities. A young worker at that Selena store soon confessed to taking part in the abduction of the swans along with two other teenagers. The remaining two swans were found at one of the other teens' house in Syracuse. The teens had climbed over a fence that protects the pond area sometime during the overnight hours, uh, uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. They grabbed Faye and they quickly beheaded the defenseless swan. Mm. And because she was nesting, she didn't put up a fight. I guess when they are, uh, when they're, uh, being mom to newborns, they're docile, and so they oh, just man. grabbed her and uh, and chopped her head off. The three teens then brought the headless swan back to one of their aunt's houses, and she prepared it for uh, Memorial Day dinner. There you go. So they ate yeah. Faye for Memorial Day dinner. Mm-hmm. Two of the suspects, age 16 and 17, were released to their parents because they were juveniles. The third, who's 18, is awaiting arraignment. Mute swans mate for life. They've one partner for life. And so Faye's partner, Manny, was expected to become combative due to uh, his grieving and possibly become a threat to the Signets if they were reintroduced. So plans were put in place to relocate Manny. So now he's lost his wife, he's lost his kids, and, and, uh, and he's somewhere else. The mayor is hoping that two of the four Signets will eventually mate and the town will be able to get back to the way things used to be and they'll have swans again in the pond. But Got upstate me. teens beheading. I, I, thought was, I thought it was like. Beheading Faye. the for real. But I got, I mean, it's, the, it's the for real for them. The icon of Malnius. Now, now I wonder what swan tastes like. <laughs> Do they fry it? Don't do they it, put Woody. It in a sauce don't do it, them? Woody. I don't know if this is one of the states where it's legal to hunt them, is it? It doesn't matter if they cut the head off. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I know New York is, and I'm talking about Louisiana. Can, <laughs> no, I haven't. Can you go do it in Louisiana? It. No, I've never, I've never seen a swan down here. It's looked for like in a zoo or something. So does this, but the sadness of the story, does it make you at all question no, I mean, I your that. hobby of killing defenseless duckies? Uh, no. Everything I kill, I eat. They, they were ate, they, duck. They ate fat. Duck is, is, is delicious. They oh, my fed. gosh. I Well, I mean, that wasn't their shit to eat. <laughs> You need to bring a duck. A duck gumbo. Pound for pound costs more than gold. That's a rich man's sport. You need to bring him some duck gumbo. I need to bring him. I need need to go to that mansion on St. Charles and cook him some good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, why don't we do some duck on the trailer? Yeah, we'll definitely do some duck on the trailer. Definitely. I'll eat it. I just don't think I can shoot one. Well, we'll find out. The hunt season will be upon us in a couple months. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So we're going to talk about Australia for a minute. We love they got, they got some, Yeah, and we hey, got a ton of fans of our, out there. Uh, and one of our leading countries. Right? Down Jesus, under. He's doing it again. Now he's stealing we, an inter- two, international story. Two of, uh, <laughs> two of my dream team moderators are from um, Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've got a, a large fan base there. And, and, and real quick, the the first swap I ever did for Real Life Real Crime, the first promo swap was with um, the the number one true crime show out of uh, Australia. He gave me like 15 seconds then. I can't remember his name now. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. All right, so Australia is concerned about something called chroming. So y'all oh, may not be God. familiar with chroming, but, uh, you know, in the United States, it's also becoming a major issue as we, we research this. Uh, this chroming trend on social media has already led to a number of deaths with young people. Yep. Uh, but what is the trend? That, that mm-hmm. Most people probably haven't heard of this. So you're literally inhaling paints and solvents to get high. The problem is you have acetone in there, right. formaldehydes in there. Right. Dr. Mike Siegel was quoted as saying, it's called volatile organic compounds, or VOCs as we call it right. in the paint business, for oh, a wow. reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It irritates your skin. It gets in your lungs. You can have seizures. You can have a coma. Uh, and we're occasionally seeing people die. Now, at a glance, this trend appears to be a variation on the decades-old trend of huffing huff. and sniffing. What, what it used yeah, to do? Huff, huff glue. Yeah, I, I, I smelled the glue, but I've dealt with people that were huffing and then they got the shit. I knew people that the, ate glue. They got the paint all over the face. You, you yeah. get out of the car and you know, you're stopping to get out and then they got gold. Uh, gold was one of the favorite colors that they did it with. I guess gold had more and get them higher than that. But get out of the car and the whole face is gold. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're going to fucking jail. Yeah. So yeah. despite the trend, Kind of existing for a few years. The, the concern here is searches for chroming spiked big time on May 14th. As a matter of fact, was the the largest spike they've ever Somebody seen for chroming. Video about it, huh? Yeah, well, it, Google uh, Trends is is a, a platform you can go to and kind of see what's trending in the world, and, and that is trending heavy with young people. Uh, the trend has gained particular attention in Australia after a 13-year-old was allegedly ki- uh, killed while chroming, killed herself, Crazy. I guess you could say. Yeah. Chroming has a broader definition, but the name arose from the act of sniffing chrome-based paint. I'm going to call bullshit on that. There's no such thing as chrome-based paint. There's, what do they mean by There's solvent-based paint with chrome in it. Chrome like the metal, like you chrome your trailer Like hitch. the metal, yeah. yeah. So uh, some paints, uh, they have actual aluminum in the paint, aluminum chips, and that's how you get the colors. shiny. Oh, like sparkles. Yeah, 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 like if you want it to look like aluminum. So, But like, it's actually like solvent-based Mike, paint. Mike after a night at the strip club. Mike, in a, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he got the glitter. Yeah. So uh, it has become an issue, and I, I have some experience because I was in the uh, paint manufacturing side of life for so long. Right. Uh, these chemicals are, are serious business, and I've seen people. I had a situation that I'll tell you real quick where I was painting a bathroom. Uh, I was refinishing a bathroom sink, 
and you know sinks over time you lose that pop right. and you can buy these what they call tub and tile kits and it's basically a white part a and a white part b that part b is your hardener the part a is the base the base has the acetone in it right. so i had a little small bathroom that i was refinishing that uh that sink in there it had no ventilation and i knew better but i'm like i'm being here like five minutes because you're spraying right. it out of a little spray deal and uh i hold my breath and i spray that thing and i spray it and i i got to the point i had to take a breath so i figured what's one breath gonna hurt so i took a breath yeah uh almost passed out really saw stars that one breath that's the same stuff that's same stuff should have been wearing a respirator i wasn't so another quick situation i had an employee one time that uh was doing a demo and he was he was showing a a painter how to spray out oil-based paint which is thinned with uh mineral spirits which is not as strong as acetone but strong uh he finishes that and he had what we call overspray on his face and so he had to wipe that off so what's this genius do he takes a whole thing of acetone and pours it on a rag and then he he's gonna hold his breath right and and wipe his face with it. Yeah. Well, somewhere in there he took a breath, passed out Down. in two seconds, Down. two Down. seconds flat. Yeah. I mean he he was on the floor. Uh, so that's how serious it don't take much to make you pass out. If, if I don't mention this, uh, the lifers I hate me that in the story, um, what happened to Jackie? Mm-hmm. And the long story short, at the end of it, after the fight, we found out that she had been injected in the back of her head with a cage injector needle um, with acetone in it mm-hmm. by her stepdad. And, and that's yeah. Uh, she lived for a year in a in a vegetative state. It it, it, it is absolutely serious stuff. I had a, a, a it was untraceable. They couldn't even figure it out for the longest time. I had a painter one time that's that since been murdered actually his name was ed hall yeah. and oh, yeah and uh people hope, from uh East Fleet, woody no. may be doing a story in right. him at some Absolutely. point but ed hall was cleaning out a spray rig one time and when you clean them out you run thinner through them and it's very high pressure and you just hold down that nozzle and it shoots out you're supposed to hold it like in the grass or whatever or in an empty bucket he didn't think the pressure was coming out good so he ran his hand over it to and shot paint thinner into his skin, into his hand. He had to have, um, I hate to say this, but it was almost like he had a lobster hand after that. He only had like two fingers left. They had to amputate everything else that fast. It can happen. And these kids are huffing. I mean, what about any of this? Would any kid find, you know, exciting? If you don't die, you get high. Is it? What kind of a high high is it? I don't know. Well, when I took that one breath in that bathroom and I went outside, I I was higher than a kite. Is it? I mean, it, is but, it relatively inexpensive? Like they used to have spray paint because it was cheap. Uh, yeah, thinner. Well, thinner's. You know, it's a, relatively speaking, it's expensive, but you can get a gallon of thinner for less than twenty bucks, and that probably oh, shit, lasts them a little while if they were huffing it. Now, yeah. that being said. Yeah. What there's a lot of regulations in a lot of states where you have to check ID every time someone buys thinner, mm. but but uh, Louisiana is not like that. You have to buy a certain amount before you have to check. Right. So if someone comes in, they want to buy because acetone can also be used to make yeah, up, yeah. make so other make drugs. Math. Yeah, yeah. Is it kind of like doing whippets, like nitrous, kind of high or? 
I've never been high off that. That, that only that. lasts a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah, that only I don't lasts really swim. Go Someone if it ain't alcohol, I ain't That just makes you it. feel like you look at yourself yeah. for a couple seconds and then you back down. Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, Jim, we'll bring some in. You can do a segment on the show. Hey, with, so with Chrome, have y'all parents watch out <laughs> yeah, for Jesus. it because, uh, like, licking the bluebell ice cream and sticking it back in the thing. If it's on social media, some kids are going to try it. They've been doing pies. it on TikTok. That's what I'm saying. It, see, it had it. I mean, somebody's going to see that and think, oh, they got this many views. Let me do it. So if you hear the term chroming, be chroming. From your kids. Yeah, good story, man. Uh, and that's C-H-R-O-M-I-N-G. Yes, sir. That's yep. crazy. Well, to tell you somebody else who sniffs, um, and but it's not a kid, um, a Border Patrol canine helped agents sniff out $2 million worth of our favorite drug, y'all, fentanyl, during a traffic stop in Arizona last week. The seizure happened at a checkpoint along I-8 near Yuma, the sex chief agent said the narcotics totaled more than 192 pounds which is enough to kill 48 million people the amount of fentanyl seized during the traffic stop was more than the total amount of fentanyl seized during the entirety of the physical year of 2022 in the yuma sector McGurk Daniels shared photos that show packets of the deadly drug apparently hidden in the car seats. Then another photo showed our canine hero in the front of the vehicle after, after the seats were open and searched. The dog's name was not shared with the media. Uh, fentanyl was also found hidden inside the gas tank of the car. You know, the I know I've, I've heard of the canines going down with it. I mean, I don't know how they... They train them from the distance, and we've talked about it numerous times before, like Billy Amy just got a speck of it on him in a, doing a car search, and it dropped him of an overdose. You yeah. Know? I don't it's, know how, how a dog can do it, but fentanyl is fucked up the whole Well, and trade. just those numbers that you could kill 48, 48 million people, people with, with, just, found. with just yeah. – Two million dollars worth of fentanyl. That's why it's so. And and my little buddy died uh, about a month ago. Now he took a Xanax. What he thought was Xanax, and it had some fentanyl in it. And what they do is they use the fentanyl to cut everything else. And you, but as long as they don't use too much, then you get high as hell. You don't know if you were taking a Xanax or some ecstasy or whatever. But the problem is these people that are doing the fentanyl cutting. And in or stepping on is what they call it. They are yeah. not chemists. And, well, and, and you just happen to get it right. You're lucky, but then I mean that's it's bad shit. I don't know how in the world if you know back in the day rehypnols, the best anti hangover pill ever. You could take one of those before you go to bed, and in four hours you wake up and you're totally rested and fresh, no hangover, right? And but then they people got to where they're used for date rape drugs and shit like that and knocking people out. And they ban that worldwide. You can't find it on the dark net or anywhere. Why can't they do that with fentanyl? They need to. It's a fucking epidemic. Well, it, it is a it is a huge it problem. Makes crack cocaine, meth, everything that's heroin, everything that came along over the years, fentanyl makes them look like Eminem. Well, you do the math, and you know I always have to do the math. Uh, with two thousand dollars worth of fentanyl, you could kill two hundred fifty thousand people. But imagine. I mean, that's crazy. The the small amount of fentanyl you could take on a batch of, let's say, you're pressing your own Xanabars, right? You could you could 
stretch that shit out forever. If you could turn that two million dollars into a hundred million dollars, it's unbelievable. Well, and that's look, that's and, the problem, right? And, and, oh, yeah, it's law of supply and demand. But people are, and I'm not trying to make it political, but they get off their fucking ass, and and they need to bring the war to this that they brought to rehypnols back in the day. Well, and they need to bring it to China because it's yeah, whatever, it's yeah. It, it's <laughs> wherever they it's, need to bring it. It's China money and it's China killing young Americans, which is a good thing for them and it's cartels hey, that hey, care where, about money. Wherever it comes from, they need to stop it. That is horrible. Yep. I'm going to take you to South America. We rarely go to South America. No, you are the international what? expert. Yep. The correspondent, correspondent, international we correspondent. Have rarely, uh, now, if ever, I don't know. Although, why, although why, I took him, I, did the, that, I took him to Australia to that. But that was okay. Mike's that, pissed that, because you knew. But, <laughs> but I gave him know, that choice. But you know about paint. But Ago is Ago. our RRC Daily's international correspondent official. International main of mystery. Pay, payback is a bitch. <laughs> We're gonna go to. The country of Guyana, which is not Ghana. <laughs> I was going to say in Africa again. No. Uh, we just talked about this shit last week, didn't we? <laughs> Boom. Uh, Did you just get back from vacation there? No, that would not be my first choice for vacation. But it does. Uh, it borders uh, both Venezuela and Brazil, to give you an idea where uh, where the country is. But this is a pretty shitty story. It's a story about a teenage girl who ended up killing 19 people in her school dorm with a fire she started so and this girl was 15 years old and she's being charged with maliciously killing 19 children by setting fire to her school the associated press reported that guyana national security advisor uh, gerald guvea said the dormitory administrator previously locked the doors to the female students so that they wouldn't sneak out so all of the kids in this dorm were locked in Mm -hmm. tragically uh, a five-year-old boy who died in there was the this administrator's son Uh, while the total number of injuries was not released about 13 students were transferred to hospitals with injuries one victim was also taken to a burn center Uh, one was even flown all the way to staten island university hospital in new york to get the uh, kind of treatment they needed for uh, for the severity of their injuries. According to a statement from Guyana Fire and Rescue Service, the fire ravaged Medea Secondary School in Western Guyana just before midnight on the 21st of May, killing 18 female students and one five-year-old boy. The teenage girl appeared in court virtually on Monday and was charged as an adult for the 19 murders. She was not allowed to enter a plea uh, to the charges at that point. She'll make another court appearance on July 5th when it will be determined if the trial can begin. Investigators allege the teen started the fire in the dorm bathroom after her cell phone was confiscated. Mm. Absolutely. So even, you know, we think that teens in the United States are crazy with the mobile phones. Well, apparently, even in South America, uh, somehow someone could get that crazed after having their mobile phone taken away. Uh, She faces life in prison if if convicted. At the time of the fire, there were 56 female students present in the concrete and wooden building. The fire uh, department reported the windows of the dorm were also barred and five doors Other doors were locked. 
Many of the bodies were burned beyond recognition. The DNA samples were sent to uh, the Icon School of Medicine in New York for identification. They're still Crazy. waiting for some of those, but obviously people know who lost their loved Another ones. Another fire story and the worst way to go. We've, oh, and to be locked in a, a confined like, space oh, like that where it. people are outside knowing you're trapped in, trying to get you out. and they claw can't. marks in the cement where they're trying to dig their way out on it. It's horrible. Can't imagine. Bad news. A Texas man is facing two new murder charges after he allegedly called police to confess to killing his roommate and another woman. Investigators uh, are investigating whether the previously convicted killer could be linked to other cases. Mm -hmm. Raul Meza Jr. also allegedly may have killed again if he were not apprehended this week. This by Austin Police Detective Patrick Reed. Mesa told police Tuesday night that he was ready and prepared to kill again and was looking forward to doing it. Mesa, who's 62, was apprehended Monday for the murder of his roommate, 80-year-old Jesse Fraga, who was stabbed to death at their home this month, and the murder of a woman in 2019. Fraga was found dead with a belt around his neck when police responded to the house on May 20th for a welfare check requested by his family, who hadn't heard from him in over a week, Austin Police Sergeant Nathan Sexton said at a news conference. Now, Fraga's niece told police that Mesa moved out on May 12th, which was the day Fraga was seen last seen alive. On May 24th, Mesa called Austin Police and allegedly confessed to his murder. He also allegedly implicated himself in a woman's murder from several years ago. Reed, who answered Mesa's confession phone call, said Mesa told him that he was released from prison in 2016 and I end up murdering a lady soon after. Sexton said Austin police found only one case that met the parameters that had been set out by Mesa. In the phone call, the murder of Gloria Lofton, who was strangled in May of 2019, Reed said Mesa shared details that had not been released to the public, which is what he, that's a lot of, they hold stuff back to find out if these people are legit. They get a lot of fake confessions, y'all, with these serial, especially in these serial killer cases. Uh, DNA recovered from the Lofton scene was also linked to Mesa, boom. Uh, But it wasn't until Mesa called police that he was charged with Lofton's murder. Mesa was already a convicted killer, y'all. In 1982, he pled guilty to the murder of an eight-year-old girl. In the wake of the new murder charges, police have now identified multiple cold cases that have a similar M.O., and they're looking, obviously, into those cases. And he didn't just stop killing. Right. Police said there are between eight and ten cases that fit similar circumstances. He's killed how many people? We don't know, right. the police say. Uh, as for the eight or ten additional cases, which they are now investigating, Mesa said they uh, the investigation is ongoing, and detectives, they're, of course, following all leads. Now, We've talked several times about Lady Bird Lake, yep. Woody Overton. Yep. And I said it's a serial killer, I guarantee it. First time we talked about it. That's exactly what came out of Woody Overton's mouth. Uh, well, you may be wondering, this is awful close to Lady Bird Lake. Right. So what did the police say about that? They said, I can't say that this guy did anything at Lady Bird Lake. I can't even say for sure there's a serial killer at Lady Bird Lake. Right. 
But what it looks like to me is that there's a, a, there are suspicious deaths at Lady Bird Lake. And I think that when you have a pronounced, up-close, in-your-face serial killer bragging to you about his murders, you need to see if he was at Lady Bird Lake. Right. Sounds like common sense, right? right? So Mesa was recently staying at a hotel off of Highway 35 and may have surrendered in order to get food and shelter. So this is probably why he called the police. They're thinking at three at prison, he gets three hots and a cot. Yeah, and he's no stranger to prison. He, he was down from killing an eight year old girl. How you get out on that? I don't know, but that's right. Uh, the Ladyburg Lake deaths have been, have involved men in their thirties who have been drinking on Rainy Street and later found dead in the water. However, police say they do not suspect foul play in any of them. And finally, although these cold cases are still under investigation and evidence is being analyzed at this time, there's no evidence or allegations of foul play at the lake. Authorities have increased safety measures around the lake. And, of course, you know, they have these press conferences where they say, walk with a partner. And if you see someone you don't recognize, how, you know, how walk do they fast. not suspect foul play with that number of people in that period of time? I don't, I don't understand that. That's that's a good question, Woody. What was I'm sorry, my mama sucks. <laughs> <laughs> mama always trumps uh, the uh, the show. How could the police be saying that they don't suspect foul play when you have this yeah, outsized they, number of people they, from, in the same spot being found? I think I said this before. They 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 damn well know what's going on, but they don't want to put the. the for a couple of reasons, they don't want to put the public in a panic. Number two, they don't want to scare off the dude from doing what he's doing because they think they have a chance to catch it. I'm going to tell you something, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I just got a message from my buddy, the APD, Austin PD, like two days ago. Um, absolutely, the in my mind, and look, I got friends in law enforcement all throughout the United States, and APD is one of the highest, if not the highest, paid police department in the United States of America. And those guys do a jam-up job. And I'm not, I'm not talking about state police and all that or, mm-hmm. or federal agencies. Uh, they know what they're doing. They, they're not, you know, one of these departments that don't handle cases like this. So I, I'm not, I know not serial killer cases, but uh, uh, but they, they're going to catch them. And this guy... They did, did a good job on him. And the interesting thing about this guy is is he doesn't have a whole lot of the characteristics that serial killers typically have. He's 62. Mm-hmm. Usually they're in their heyday between 25 and 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kills both sexes, um, oh, hey, male and right. female. Usually they stick to one or the other. You know, it's, uh, every now and then well, you get they, one like they, that. You know, that's – we say that and it's because of two different types of profiles, preferential and situational and all that. And they usually have characteristics falling underneath the same ones. But sometimes every once in a while you get one. Not everybody is going to fit in, right? right? 90% fit in. It helps them. And profiles only help them to develop um, a possible uh, MO or identity on these serial killers. But every once in a while you, you get somebody – from far out left field across the He just the kills areas, everybody. Right? Yeah, he don't care. Uh, not the first one to turn himself in, though. The in East Feliciana Parish, Ryan Sharp, that shot all the people. They would have never caught his ass. And he's very good friends with my dear friends. And But he turned himself in. 
and the, uh, for whatever reason. So, yeah. all right, we're well, moving on now. You y'all go to Vegas much? Used to go a ton. Yeah, me been too. a couple times, not much. Uh, um, last year, I spent two weeks there. Um, two, two, two straight weeks. Well, I had I spoke at two different conferences, and they were back to back, and and so, but I spent a lot of time that's, in Vegas. That's nine days longer than my. Vegas oh, I know role. it's horrible. That, but the, I mean, I don't knock it. If you've never been, go go blow it out once in Vegas, whatever. But I used to have to go a shit ton and, um, for work and stuff beyond last year. I'm talking about like way longer than I want to stay. But you ever say the area? Yeah. Aria. Aria very nice. I you say Aria, I say area. The um <laughs> the, the, the owners the, and their the, marketing also say yeah, Aria. Uh, they well, they got it wrong. They got it wrong. The, but let uh, them know. Let me tell you a story about a lady. Have you been in you ever had a lady of the evening approach you in the hotel? I actually, I'm with you. actually I don't I don't think so. I I'm talking about like I was sitting down. Are you a, are you a, like questioning whether they were legitimately attracted to me? You saying that yeah. these were these were these weren't people when, that just when wanted they told to engage you a, me in conversation? Thousand dollars when you got to your room, you should have known it was legit. The old world's always professional. I'm not knocking it, but that um, one lady did it to me one time, and she was like a smoke. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, I got and a good I'm story like, about uh, too. Mm, that, but look, no. I was sitting down on the slot machine, and and. Nice, you know, but not what you would think would be, right? Uh, you know, yeah, so, this is like the the one that I, not what you would think, right? right? right. Um, she sits down next to me and she's just being nice and right. talking, and I know, <laughs> I know she was very flirty, right? And then it clicked, and yeah. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, here we go. And I told her, I said, if my wife comes around that corner right now, we're she both dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can kill you in her. She asked me if I was married, like right, like yeah. within five minutes, and yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. I said, not only am I married, I was. My married. wife's like yeah. right around the corner, right, and right. if she comes she around like, this corner, you want to bring your wife? We're too? both dead. Yeah. Oh, by the yeah. slot machine, she got some of those hookers that are using walkers because they're wor- <laughs> they're working like the 85 year old guys yeah. on the slot yeah. machine, so well, they're yeah. just coming through with low cut dresses the one, and a walker. The one and, that approached me, it was funny as hell. And uh, because security balanced her in like three minutes, so she had evidently been banned from the property and all yeah. that. And this is BC before sending y'all. The, uh, but anyway, this is, the, this is the pregame show to your story. The pregame okay. show to this story uh, at the area, not the area. <laughs> the, um, there's a lady named Sarah Richards, y'all. She's 33 years old, and she got herself in a little bit of trouble. All right, oh, she, she is did. accused of stealing a guest. Uh, to Las Vegas, a guest that was staying at the hotel, she stole his watch and she hid it inside of her vagina. Good hiding place. Right? Good hiding place. So the Richards that uh, was in Las Vegas to attend a court hearing on a similar theft, according to investigators. And she faces charges of grand larceny larceny and administering a drug to aid in the commission of a felony. A man called 911 from the Aria Hotel last Sunday morning to report that a woman later identified as Richards had taken items from his room, including a $12,000 watch. The man told officers he met Richards and later invited her up to his room. The pair were engaged in some foreplay when Richards reportedly told the man he should take off his Rolex watch because she didn't want him to cut her with it. The victim ended up taking off the watch and placing it under the pillow. 
And as they continued, Richards kept insisting that he had more wine, which he <laughs> really agreed to. Right? The man felt under the pillow at some point later and noticed his watch was missing. When he confronted Richards, she went into a panic and ran out of the room. The man chased after her down the hall, down the elevator, and into the lobby where he yelled for security to stop her. Police frisked Richards but could not find the watch. However, when they checked on her background, they found she had a record for multiple similar crimes. Like we said, she's in the city to go to court for doing the Mm -hmm. same thing. Once Richards understood she was going to be arrested, she realized they would eventually find her clever hiding place for the $12,000 timepiece. She stated, hey, she said they were going to find it anyway at the jails, and she didn't want to go through that hassle. That's what officers wrote in the report. And so officers impounded the watch, placed it inside a biohazard bag. And, um, y'all, it's um, unclear exactly how the watch was removed. Richards took another person's watch in June and was in Las Vegas for a Monday court date for the same crime. Uh, you know what? Think about how many times she got away with it. All these times you think, she's been you think arrested. she did the same hiding uh, thing? It's like a serial killer. If the ones that they catch you on, that or a, a burglar, the ones that they, they like David Anthony Burns and murder Courtney Coco had thirty-seven arrests. Well, fuck. But what about the other thousand times he committed crimes sure. and did it? So she didn't. She may not approach them with the angle of, mm, you know, give me five hundred bucks and and I'll take you to your room. She just wanted to go to the room. Yeah, I think she, she just picked him up. It was, yeah. And you notice Woody doesn't wear watches. Well, we we've heard we've heard uh, a bunch of stories about people uh, shoving things like that oh, yeah. into their yeah. uh, up their butts. But I, this is the first one that we've had where uh, you know the, uh, really? the the front compartment was used instead of the back. I wonder. I wonder um, it's probably just easy for a shove there. Because she was already handling business and it was a lubricated shit. I don't know. Yeah, well, they, I, I they, don't know how they know which which hole it came out. Well, of. they had sex. Well, so there's no sex in the champagne room. They weren't in the champagne room. But they, they were, were in his room. Out. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. But they talk about drugging him too. I don't know. But maybe she has some fentanyl. But y'all, so I tell my wife all the time. Take that. Purse off, that makes you a mark, right? I mean, I'm talking about the high dollar shit. So, wow. You won't get my Rolex because I don't own one. Now, Mike, he's got five on right now. <laughs> yeah, he does. I need, I need five watches. Hanging off. He's got a Rolex <laughs> ankle. <laughs> he's got a Rolex a neck collar. Okay, real life, real life, real castles giving me shit. He stays at the area. <laughs> Are you? No, I, uh, I stay at the wine. The, the win. <laughs> how many how many resorts in Vegas one. can we mispronounce? That was a good one. Uh, yeah. So uh, look, anyone who has any issue with the following story should uh, should take uh, oh any of God. their uh, comments uh, toward Jim, who insisted that I deliver uh, the story yeah. today. I'm going to go on the record. Say sure I don't know anything about out. this. Woody, don't worry. I don't know anything about this? Actually, I'm just going to deliver the straight. News. I'm oh, not going to. Sure there's not are. going to be any the, kind of no a roles. Mike's unique angle on things. I'm just going to. No I'm just going to tell you what happened. There are no royals involved. We are in the state of Minnesota, where 
a transgender inmate is being moved to a women's prison. Oh my god! And as part of a uh, a lawsuit against the Department of Corrections, this transgender woman, so biological male, uh, transitions no, I'm to sure a woman. I understand what transgender. Okay, is. so I'm just uh, just trying to follow the PC rules on this, uh, mm-hmm. Woody. Okay. Uh, so the PC police don't come after me. The oh, they're coming. <laughs> Maybe I should just tell. Should I tell another college story and just fuck this? No. <laughs> um, so, so uh, she sues the Department of Corrections, and in a settlement, she gets a half a million dollars and a uh, vaginoplasty that they are going to perform, and then they commit to move her to a uh, a women's prison, right? So, I mean, this is somewhat similar to, you know, what we have going on with uh, uh, with women's sports where you've got some oh. transgender women participating and, you know, the, the swimmer at a pen was probably the the most prominent of these stories and, and uh, you know, lots of battles out there in, uh, in the news over this. But, uh, but, you know, this is somewhat unique. Uh, I couldn't find, I only found one other uh, similar case as I researched this. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this person gets treated at the women's prison once they are, uh, uh, they are transferred over. And so this person whose name is Christina Lusk, who's 57 years old, was first arrested in 2018, and her sentence is through 2024. It's a felony drug offense, again, in the state of Minnesota. Um, uh, The state deferred her request for uh, uh, vaginoplasty or bottom surgery, as it is uh, sometimes referred. that, That word bothers me. Which one? Vaginoplasty. So you should call it bottom surgery Okay. from now on. Got that? She had undergone top surgery before going to jail, and so she was in a men's prison uh, with having I, had seen, a partial. And well, I, so I that don't know couldn't about have been vaginoplasty, very, but I've seen fake breasts on men in prison. Okay, that had to come with its own. Uh, unique challenges. But so she filed a grievance with the Department of Corrections. Uh, after the department medical director reviewed her case, they determined that uh, she should not be allowed to receive the uh, the genital surgery while incarcerated. And that's when uh, she filed the lawsuit. It obviously took a while for this to work its way did, all the way did through. She want, did she want to pay for it herself or she wants the state pay for it? They this he, this five hundred this five hundred thousand dollar settlement is so uh, she can get the yeah, vaginoplasty. My, and, my, yes, when she filed the lawsuit, was it because the state wouldn't pay for yes. her to have a vagina? Yes. If I was in that state, I'd be burning that motherfucker down. I don't care what you do. Oh my god, he might just show me the picture. It looks like what's the uh, green org movie? I Shrek. Looks like Shrek. She looks the, like Shrek. The, but I don't care what you do. I don't care who you identify. I don't. I'm not, I don't judge people on that on that bullshit. But you gonna go be a prisoner and get a half million dollars and get your shit taken care of? Well, so burn some shit down. So the state of Minnesota 
has joined 10 other states uh, and plus the District of Columbia in establishing a policy in which inmates can be transferred to facilities that match their gender identity. Oh, my God. Last year, a transgender woman named Demi Minor, age 27, incarcerated at a women's-only prison in New Jersey, had to be transferred to another facility because she got two other inmates pregnant. Mm. And so I guess in some cases, this is like a stunt to get put in the women's prison. In this case with uh, Lusk, it it seems to be a pretty legitimate thing that this is. I have an idea. Yeah. All right, so how you make your house note next month. Jim and I don't have this problem, but we're going to arrest you. It's you sent to the Department of Corrections up there, and you sue them because you want a penile implant. You want to make your penis bigger, and then you get a half million dollars. You think you think I have a chance? Oh, absolutely! Because I need that, I that, need the procedure. I, I mean, definitely, <laughs> I need, definitely need the procedure. I'm sorry, bro. I'm I'm so, it's okay. I love you. That was that from was Mike. Uh, that horrible story that we just had to sit through. <laughs> now. You can now take off that belt and move freely Uh-oh. around the cabin. That's right. It's our new intro. <laughs> it's a bit mild. Wow. Tiffany, Mike, Tiffany, come on. Tiffany, Mike, talking, you seem to like that. Talking dirty <laughs> on the plane. That, that voice, Wow. Yeah, shout out to Tiffany for helping me with the new intro. Yeah, shout out. And it is uh, mile high crime time. There you go. So look, a former American Airlines passenger has been sentenced after she assaulted two people on a plane and deployed the emergency slide. Wow. Cynthia McKnight, 24, was a passenger on American Airlines flight scheduled to depart Buffalo International Airport in upstate New York on April 19th of 2022. Prosecutors say McKnight from Rochester, New York, Rochester. walked in front of the cabin while the plane was preparing to depart, where she got into a verbal altercation with a traveler. She also spit on a third passenger. The plane was preparing to actually take off, and the pilot was forced to return based on the passenger's unruly behavior. Chief of Police Brian Patterson at the time said there was an attempt to calm her down. That attempt failed, at which point she opened the emergency exit door. Furthermore, McKnight attempted to open the emergency door while the plane was in motion. Mm -hmm. Yes, she did. Prosecutors say McKnight also pushed a flight attendant who tried to stop her once the door was open. The emergency slide automatically deployed. After she exited the aircraft, McKnight was combative and spit on the officers and ultimately needed to be restrained. And Woody, is there anything worse than getting spit on? No. Several agencies have been involved in this case. On the transit side, charges were filed for a litany of offenses, Patterson said at the time. McKnight was ultimately convicted this past week to simple assault in the special aircraft jurisdiction of the United States. A district judge sentenced her to time served and three years probation. Crazy. And guess what else she's got? She'll now forever be labeled in the NCIC as a spitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, for real. That's that's a real deal because we were going to serve a search warrant on a guy one time. That he's He was a known spitter in his criminal history. So when we went there, we duct taped his whole head. 
Well, that's your mile high crowd. Mile high. Well, at least the door didn't open in flight like it did uh, in that other story last week. Hey, get your And move freely around the cabin. Thank you, Ted. All right. Authorities arrested a Tennessee woman accused of trying to hire a hitman to murder the wife of a man she met on an online dating website. And according to the criminal complaint, Melody Sasser used the dark web to visit online killers market. Not like the one we talk about. Rent what was that? Hire a hitman.com? Rent, rent to hitman.com? That was in Tennessee, too. That was national, too. Online killers market, a website that touts hitman for hire service using the username Ketree. She allegedly placed nearly a $10,000 order to have the spouse of a man she had previously met on match.com murder. She's full of the social media stuff. I'm not social, but internet stuff. It needs to seem random or accidental or plant drugs. Do not want a long investigation. She recently, (laughs) she recently moved in with her new husband. The murder for hire request reads in part per the complaint and intended the intended target assassin's alleged plan to have her killed. I messed up. Sorry. Boom, Jim. Authorities allege Sasser was monitoring the whereabouts of the victim and her husband through a fitness app on the Garmin watches. Damn, she's okay, all okay, over the okay, place, right? Okay. Tech savvy. According to court documents, after Sasser allegedly placed her initial order on January 11th of 2023, she sent a follow-up message to the site Administrator in March complained about how long it was taken to have the woman killed. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking unbelievable! I have waited for two months and eleven can, days. Can't you see though? Can't yeah, you see yeah. like the chat bot that yeah, yeah, comes yeah, up? Yeah. What's your? How, what's your, your how can we help you? Well, I uh, ordered the the, the hit that. two months ago. What the hell's going? On? I have. She said I've waited two months and eleven days for the job, and it's not completed. And so anyway, she faces um, murder charges for hire, and she's going to prison. So. That's well, I, I, okay, I have to check out this site too. So, how you can can't, this? You got to go to the darkness. You don't even know how to get to the darkness. Dude, I go to. I, you got You got You got an onion. An onion router. Uh, uh, but this yeah. is two different hire a hitman like sites in Nashville. Yeah, but one was a joke. This one was for real. Was one a joke? Well, the other one was, one, a, it was well, a parody. But, but, yeah. But, and it they was caught on the a guy internet. because of it. This is on the dark net. You have to use the onion router and everything to get into it. And then guess what? The government still monitors it. Yeah. So leaving the credit card and the ten thousand dollars. Yeah, but she had, She complained, though. Okay, we are we are spanning the globe today. Here we go. Spanning the globe. South Korea. They're obsessed with true crime stories. In South Korea yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and one particular person got a little bit uh, too obsessive. A young crime obsessive woman, girl, has confessed to killing and dismembering another woman. She murdered her victim out of curiosity to see what it was like, according yeah. to South Korean police. Police in the southern city of Busan said the woman who was arrested Wednesday was engrossed in crime stories and wanted to see what murder would be like for real. Young Yu Young, age 23, has confessed to the murder of an unnamed freelance tutor and was indicted for the crime on Friday. This story is is her uh, 
her strategy here is pretty uh, uh, pretty unique. So the young crime story fanatic had previously told police she killed her victim following an argument, but officers soon found contradictions in her story. After being urged by her family to tell the truth, Young confessed to police. Authorities confirmed they were conducting tests to determine whether Young is considered a psychopath or not. Young was found to have a to have premeditated the crime driven by a desire to kill someone after she became obsessed with murder from TV programs and books. A Busan police spokesperson said Young also said she feels sorry for what she did. We are conducting tests to see if she is a psychopath. Well, it's nice that she said she was sorry. After gathering evidence, authorities believe the murder and dismemberment were carefully planned. Police said Young's phone records show she had spent the previous three months scowling the internet for tips on how to hide a dead body. That doesn't sound like careful planning to me. But police also believe she used crime novels and television programs as research. Young's library record shows she borrowed a number of crime stories in the months before. Young found her victim using an app for private tutors to connect with parents. So she posed as the mother of a school child wanting her daughter to learn English. Uh, I would have recommended Rosetta Stone as a much better path. They both agreed that the daughter could come to the tutor's house for a consultation two days later. Young then bought a school uniform online so she could pose as the Mm. fake daughter. Once she entered the victim's home, she stabbed her with a knife. Police said Young is short, and with the uniform on, the victim probably uh, easily took her for a uh, middle school student. Having planned out the crime, police said Young visited a nearby supermarket where she bought rolls of large bin bags and bottles of bleach. The real-life crime Daily I-Team was very disappointed to learn that South Korea no longer has a death penalty. So we were so looking forward to the Pulp Fiction-style samurai sword treatment for Young, but apparently she is going to uh, just go to jail for life. You got to shove her across the border, and the Chinese will get her one in the head. Yeah. No, yeah the North, the North, Koreans, North Koreans will take her out yeah. uh, with the samurai as well. Wow. That is a crazy freaking story. Well, I wonder if she's a fan of the show. Look, we've got an update out of it. Texas. And the we brought you a story, Woody. It's probably been a, a month or so about the Texas cheerleaders that, that were she, shot. She tried the wrong handle lot. on a car. Yeah, yes. One of the cheerleaders who was shot after accidentally getting in the wrong car has spoken out on the ordeal. So Peyton Washington, eighteen, sat down with Good Morning America co-anchor Michael Strahan this week. So we're going to play a clip, uh, and Strahan does a really good job of getting some of these details out of the incident from Washington and here's that just over six weeks ago Mm. you were shot three times is that hard to believe I don't even know it's kind of unreal but I'm just trying to do whatever I can to be normal and do everything a senior in high school would do tell me what you remember I was actually texting and eating Twizzlers like you're being a teenager exactly that's when the unimaginable happened when I heard the first shot, I had turned immediately with my blanket. I didn't know where it was coming from or anything, but it being so loud that my ears were ringing, like I knew to turn and do something. Were you afraid when he approached your car? I didn't see him, honestly. I was still looking at my phone and I heard in the background what was happening, but I didn't think it was going to be as big of a deal as it was. Roth says the stranger pulled out a gun and began firing multiple shots. 
the cheerleaders driving off, fleeing the scene, trying to get to safety. We were trying to get away as fast as we could. All the other girls were screaming. I really was just telling myself to breathe. It was hard to breathe because of my diaphragm. Just five weeks after being shot, Washington joined her friends at graduation. The 5.1 GPA National Honor student is committed to getting her life back. There are so many people out there who maybe this is the first time they're seeing your story. Mm -hmm. What do you want them to know about you and their story? You can literally do anything. If you push and you persevere, don't doubt yourself ever because you can do anything as long as you're putting your 120% into it. So there you go. Uh, obviously, she's doing a lot better. Uh, I knew there was going to be an update on that. Good story. Uh-oh. There's what we want to hear. What are you ever doing? Must be time to get kinky. Kinky. Kinky crimes for Wednesday, y'all. And there were two women riding in a red Mustang who made a trucker's day after they stripped and showed off their butts and boobs. However, it ended up with them in handcuffs. A video shows the two women driving in a red Mustang on the interstate, and the women in the the woman in the passenger seat took off her trousers before standing up and wiggling her butt at the truck, which was driving behind them. The man in the truck can be heard to say, oh, shit. Then the two women start kissing each other. The passenger then whips off her top before turning around and giving the driver an eye fool. The truck driver can then be heard to say, they're getting naked. I got every bit of that shit. The footage then cuts to the truck overtaking the Mustang in which both women are naked and laughing as he passes. However... Shortly after he passed, they were pulled over by an Arkansas state trooper who cited them for indecent exposure and dangerous operation of a motor vehicle. And that's what Jim calls a little highway delight. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> so, and they, there actually is a video of that, y'all. Yeah. And uh, hey, when you're doing this for truckers, and I'm not saying I have any experience, uh, do you realize they have radios and they're going to they're gonna tell every <laughs> trucker within a 100 mile vicinity to look at these vehicle kinky cries from this day? Banjo It is banjo time. We're going to go to Oklahoma. You know, we haven't had, have we had a counterfeiting story? Mm, no, maybe we I think maybe. somebody got, I did one where somebody got arrested and they had drugs and counterfeit money or whatever. Mm. We haven't done a dumb counterfeit nope, story. Nope. Though. So this would be the inaugural dumb counterfeit story. So a, uh, a man was booked into the Oklahoma detention center after a chaotic incident at a South Oklahoma City restaurant over the weekend. I feel horrible about the situation, said Juan Garcia, the restaurant's manager. We're just trying to make a living here, just trying to get by. Garcia said everything started off normally when Dakota Barton and a blonde woman initially came into the restaurant. They ordered, they ate, they drank, they left their tab on the table. No big deal, said Garcia. People do it all the time. However, when Garcia went to get the money the couple left on the table, they had a $41.82 check. He noticed the $100 bill they left 
was obviously a fake. It was counterfeit money based on the markings on it and what it read, said Sergeant Dylan Quirk, uh, who's with the Oklahoma City Police Department. The bill had the words, quote, for motion picture (laughs) written on it. Garcia ran outside after the couple asking them to uh, to pay with real money. They refused to, and they took off running across the street. Garcia said the ordeal eventually escalated when he ran after the couple, and Barton allegedly uh, punched him in the face, punched Garcia. Nice. After two or three uh, uh, punches to the face, Garcia said it, uh, uh, it, it just kind of surprised us uh, the extent – you know, to which they would uh, they would go on this thing. Police said the woman uh, took off, but authorities rushed to the scene and were able to arrest Barton. Uh, police arrived, took the suspect into custody, said Quirk, and fentanyl was located on his person. So Imagine he may that. have been uh, in uh, a little bit of a fentanyl-induced state when he tried to put down the four-motion picture bill. So somehow this guy in Oklahoma, maybe they were uh, – uh, Close to the set of Tulsa King, where uh, yeah, Stallone I had those that. fake hundred dollar bills that, yeah. and uh, and had uh, scooped a couple of them up. But chances are, if it says for motion picture, no, on they bill, can't use the Somebody's set. not going to take They're that. Usually on counterfeit, in case like that, they'll be like, well, "I didn't know it was counterfeit, right?" Yeah. But it says. Yeah, this was this was not. You're a dumb. This was Monopoly. Yeah, and it had a bad big picture of Stallone in the middle of it, so it's probably. There it is. There Another it is. episode. Another episode. In the books, people. Love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Um, again, our condolences and prayers for Corporal Sean Kelly and his family and everybody that loves him and knew him. We appreciate everyone. Thank you for liking and sharing, and please continue to do so. And Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily, peace. Shit business. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.